Have you ever thought how to speed up your IT career? Have you ever thought why some engineers, architects, leaders and scientists are more successful than others? My name is Lukasz Karwacki and I love asking questions. I invited here many industry experts with different backgrounds and point of views. This is Engineering Growth Club Podcast. Welcome on board. Hi, and very warm welcome to our special guest today, Maciej Piotrowski, an iOS developer and the host of Diversity in Tech podcast. Hello, Maciej. Nice to see you. How are you? Hi, Ukash. I'm great. I've just finished my work today and, and I'm really thrilled to talk to you. All right, great. The same here, by the way. So uh, you are an iOS software engineer since 2012. Yeah, correct. But we are going to talk something else because you are also uh, the host of the Diversity in Tech podcast. Sure I am. And it might be very interesting for our audience. What actually the Diversity in Tech podcast is about? Uh, I think that the podcast is for people who want to find representation. For people who think that they're not represented enough in the tech industry. It can be women in tech. There aren't that many women in tech, so it's definitely for them. It's also for uh, LGBTQ people, for people of color. In the podcast, I meet with guests and talk with them about their stories how they decided to make a difference in the world and to share good stuff with the world, basically. All right. Sounds uh, sounds pretty great. I think also I would add something that for people who are really interested in others or outsiders, like, for example, for me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's also, if you are interested in the diversity, it's also connected to the inclusion and in order to include other people in your life, you need to be mindful of others and be interested in the, how different they are from you, for example. Yeah, I was recently to talking to someone, uh, a technician, who said that the best performing teams are the most diverse teams. He believed that because people from different backgrounds, they've got completely different ideas. And if they are matched together, they can bring more value. Is this also your observation somehow? Yeah, I totally subscribe to that. I, I also worked in Singapore for 17 months and it was a totally diverse team. There were people from Indonesia, from Singapore, from Vietnam, from Canada, total mix of people uh, working together to get the best solution uh, for uh, problems we encountered while building software for the company. I think that diversity also enables creativity. And in order to be creative, you need to get different inputs from different sources and diverse team, in my opinion, also uh, allows doing so. So yeah, I totally subscribe to, to, to that. 
okay, because you moved to Singapore a couple of years ago, spent there 17 months. How was your beginning? I mean, when you just moved there and you started working for the company, was kind of shock for you? Or how did you how did you respond for this something completely new environment for you? Well, to be honest, my thoughts after the very first day in Singapore was man, I'm gonna die here. I don't even understand what people are talking to me because their accent was different. They uh, spoke very fast. I couldn't get anything from what they were saying. And another thing was that the team was dispersed. So we also have team in Jakarta and in Canada. During virtual meeting, the internet connection would be terrible. So there was this difference in the uh, how they spoke English and the distortions from the internet connection. And then there was totally different realm for me. And it, it just sort of made me overwhelmed. Uh, but in the end, it turned out that this was one of the greatest experiences I had uh, in my life while working abroad. And on top of that, we also had an interesting way of working together because we were conducting per programming. So every day for 70 months, I would work alongside with another person doing pair programming. So we never worked solo. And this is also something I have never experienced in, in, in Europe, for example, or any company I worked for, apart from that in Singapore. I understand absolutely that in the beginning it was very hard for you to fit in, but finally it was like a dream place or something. Yeah, so, you know, I, I felt that I am different because I was this European guy and any other person would be either Asian or somebody else from Europe or from Canada. The, the culture was also a bit different, but yeah, it turned out that this diversity made me feel like I'm a part of this this community. All right, because you in your website Diversity in Tech podcast, you mentioned that you uh, since 2012 till today you've never feel represented or you never feel like connected or you you have never found a proper role model who you could follow. So it was something that even if your home country you were working, you I understand from this statement that you felt a little bit different. And when you joined in the other side of the world and a team, you again felt different. What's the difference between the, your home country experience and the Singapore experience from your perspective and time perspective? So first of all, yeah, th that statement that I have on my website, like as you spoke it, it might be a bit bold for a white man saying it. But yeah, this is exactly how I felt and I'm, I'm going to get back to it in a second. Yeah. And it's also quite strange because like IT, unfortunately, is a boys club or it used to be, but thanks to all the initiatives around the world, it's changing. It has been changing. Anyway, so the question was about what's the difference between Europe and Singapore and why I felt more connected to this community in Singapore than in, in Poland. I think what is so special about Singapore is that this is a country of many cultures. They speak, there are four uh, national languages. They speak English, Mandarin Chinese, Tamil, and 
Malay, which is the language of Malaysia. Uh, so this is one thing. Another aspect that I already talked about is that there are different cultures, but also the community I joined, iOS community, to be precise, is very welcoming. They meet every month for meetups. There are people presenting over there. I also presented a few times during my period in Singapore. And it was just awesome. It's so much different than Poland, for example. I, I don't know if you can even describe the, the reasons why, why I felt more connected to the folks over there. Sometimes you just need to feel it like, <laughs> and share the experience. Yeah, that's very true. Sometimes you, it's not possible to measure something. You just, you just got it. It's yeah. ticked and that's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I understand the feeling. Absolutely. Okay. Would you have an advice for our audience if anyone is feeling in the industry like disconnected or untouched or, or kind of doesn't feel that they share the same experiences with the team or other colleagues? Is there anything like one or two ideas which you would advise to implement like starting tomorrow? I think One has to find courage to change the status quo. Yeah, let me get back to, to the statement that I felt disconnected and felt unrepresented in IT industry, even though I'm a man. So for so many years, I was super scared to come out to work colleagues that I'm gay. And finally this year, I found a courage to do it. And I, I also did it, I think a byproduct of that is the Diversity in Tech podcast. I created it to show folks around that there are gay people in the industry or LGBTQ plus people in the industry. And this is also the, the subject I talked about in the Diversity in Tech podcast. And I did it also so that other people who don't have that courage yet to come out in the company. My company is quite big. It's like more than 2,000 people in there. But I just only know a handful of people who are LGBTQ+. So I did it because I wanted other people who struggled with not being able to talk to older colleagues who were like them so that they could talk to me if they needed to. So if a person who, if you listener who listens to it, to our talk, has something which is close to you, I would recommend you to speak up about it to your manager or just to a colleague that is that you might consider friend or who is very close to you. I think talking about problems that you encounter and that you experience might be relieving might might just help you know talking about it to someone might help but it might also be the case that the person you talk to shared the experience and just hearing that somebody else experienced the same stuff that you're dealing with can be game-changing for you i see this that sometimes you don't even know a person next to you can struggle because of something can be anything yeah and if you if you keep this inside you are not talking about this you might not discover that you are not an, uh, the only person who struggles this kind of challenge or an issue yeah yeah 
So this is one thing, just speak up, it's worth to talk. If you have a friend at work, we, we do sometimes have friends closer or or not, but they are becoming some, uh, like we become friends at work with our, some colleagues. So this, the second advice is where to talk to someone who is relatively close to you to have a chat about this. You might discover interesting challenges they experience. Maybe the same, maybe different. Yeah, true. And, and maybe you can help instead. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, another story you mentioned that courage, you have to have courage to change the status quo. And the last thing you mentioned also speak about your line manager, just to make sure that you are a friendly environment and welcoming environment. So it just crossed my mind because you were talking about finding out that a person you talk to might be having same problems and it turned out that so i came out when we had gone for a beer the one uh, evening in uh, july 2012 this year and i know somebody asked about why i had been living with uh, my parents instead of in my apartment and i explained that my uh, partner is a nurse and we decided to live separately for the period of pandemic and it allowed me to to come out to like i don't know they were probably eight people from my team but it was quite a huge challenge for me and somebody just admired my courage somebody was curious about my experience and why i wanted to do it but after one month when i met my colleague at the office uh, she invited me for a coffee uh, to her place and it turned out that she's also gay and she really admired that I did what I did and it's kind of thanks to that experience thanks to me coming out we were able to connect and to to notice that we are sharing the same problems in the workplace. This means that there was someone next to you, you didn't even know that had the same challenge as you did have. Yes, exactly. So this sounds like it was worth to do the step ahead yeah. to find out that it's absolutely normal. That Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, but I'm, I've got a question also regarding the moment when you said that you were decided to make a decision. You said that it was a very big challenge for you. But people, when they witnessed this, your statement, they actually were welcoming to your statement and they were actually admire your courage. So does it mean that was everything in your mind? It could be. Like, you know, whenever there is change coming, people are usually afraid of it because they don't know the ripple effect of that of the actions they take or they just don't know what will happen. So doing nothing seems super safe because nothing will change. But if you make this extra effort, take actions when you fight for yourself, when you're brave and or when you are authentic, uh, you can gain much more than the comfort of status quo yeah yeah i agree uh it just came to my mind when you're talking i think i have one tool for our audience if they struggle with anything can be anything if there is a challenge in their mind what you can do you can think about the worst case scenario if you do something and then imagine if the worst case scenario happen what's the consequences for you what can happen I think nothing can happen, actually. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a great tool. I think I use it a few times, and it's also good with 
kind of mitigating or uh, fighting with your fears or phobias. You can just come up with, as you said, whatever can go wrong. And then you can decide whether it's important for you or not. You can see, you can check what needs aren't satisfied if these actions happen. And you can come up with strategies on how to solve those issues. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree with this. I'm just remember when you were chatting on the phone like a few weeks ago, you mentioned something like be mindful for others. So this is also, uh, I forgot about it when you asked the, the first question. It would also be my advice to the listener. Uh, being mindful of others means also fighting for for them. So if you hear somebody making jokes from the politics, from religion, from somebody being gay, or if somebody uses inappropriate language in their office, just notice it and take action. Or it doesn't doesn't make much sense. I think yeah, but take act, take action. It's something like. It's very hard for people, especially working environment, to take an action if if they are not the victim of the like kind of like verbal offense, for example, or even if they are a victim, they might be afraid of taking actions, and that's a real problem. That's right. Many companies nowadays they are trying to uh, implement policies which they help to handle this kind of situations. But anyway. It happens sometimes. It's sometimes not even on purpose because people are not really uh, mindful to others. That's another story. So my takeaway from this, what you mentioned, would be mindful for others means think how people can feel when you say something because you don't know their story. You might imagine their story, but you don't have the experience and you don't know. So it's much better to stop at some certain point, if you are not sure how people around you can feel. Yeah, that's true. And I think I, I told you this story. So when I started my engineering career, I had this mentor who one time would ask me for a conversation. And it turned out that I had joked about drugs. I don't remember the exact context of, of this situation. However, you know, these weren't drugs that you can get in a pharmacy store. But but anyway, what he wanted to talk about is that... So he wanted to point out to me that even such a simple joke can negatively influence other people. Because, for example, a person could have somebody in their family who would struggle with drug addiction. True, very true. And this is something I have never thought about. And this, I think this was actually the turning point when I became more mindful about what I'm talking about and what I'm saying in, in public. And in public for me means also in a workplace. Yes. If I don't know that much people I work with, I definitely will not joke at religion, politics, you know, sexual orientation and stuff Health, like that. sexuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or a even age, I think, could be uh, a slightly dangerous. Actually, yes, definitely. And any aspect actually can be... can Somebody can, can feel offended if you joke about anything. So be mindful about it. Yeah, like, and I'm, think I'm, twice. we are not saying not to joke, because sometimes it's good to 
have a joke yeah, and humor is build good. relationship with yeah. your colleagues and make some trust, but let's joke in the way which is not harmful for the others. Yeah, exactly. And let's make sure that they feel comfortable with your jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me wrap up our conversation. I got I got a few takeaways I would like to summarize. Sure. To have courage to change status quo is the first one. The second one, speak about your problem. For example, to your line manager, talk to your friend who might just listen or might be helpful. Sometimes just a listening, it's enough. It helps. And be mindful for others. Whatever you say, remember how they might feel about what you said. Is there anything you can add to this? I don't know. You said it beautifully. I don't have anything to, to add to that. Just That's a good summary. I've got the last one. Okay, go on. I got the last one, which I mentioned in the middle of our conversation. If you feel that it's something challenging for you, think about worst case scenario what can happen to you. And then you can discover that actually you are completely fine. You can uh, step out and say what's what's going on with you. Yeah, usually the biggest critic of our own life is our own mind. So this is the one who creates problems and the one who solves them. So if you overcome the problem that this critical mindset, you, you can do basically anything. This is really great, actually, end of this conversation. Yeah, so be mindful and think that your mindset uh It's just your mindset. It's not a big problem. Yeah, it's not fixed. You can always change it. Yeah, get back to work. Get back to work. All right. Thank you very much for the conversation. It's really, really great, challenging uh, time. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Lukasz. I will just add that if somebody was interested in diversity and inclusion topic, they can visit diversityn.tech website and thanks to that they can listen to my podcast yeah thank you very much uh, i will add this to our this episode description so people can easily tune in thank you thank you very much bye bye and there is something else remember to follow the podcast so you won't miss next episode cheers music by stella ronson